Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talk Talks. This is uh, Andrew Kistner. I'm your host. I'm the Director of Marketing for the Oxford Center. And today uh, I have Miss Elizabeth, and uh, who's our Director of Medical Services. And we are talking about um, a topic that we hit every single year, which is Lyme disease. Um, and we've been treating Lyme disease for successfully for years. Um, and every summer we just see a huge influx of patients uh, that we're able to help. And so I wanted to have her on today to talk a little bit about um, how we treat Lyme disease, the kind of the ins and outs. I know there's a, it's pretty in-depth um, disease that people have, debilitating, and I wanted to try to give some people more information on it. I don't know a whole lot about it, so hopefully we can all learn something from Elizabeth today. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you very much Thank for coming you. on again. Thank you, Andrew. We had such a blast last time. I we figured did. We that was it. really fun. It was, isn't it? I'm yeah, actually having, <laughs> I'm loving doing this. I'm having a good, like the time of my life doing You're podcasts. You're so good at it. So I'm trying. You're a natural. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Lyme disease. Talk to me a little bit. I had never even heard of this before, maybe a few years ago. Um, I think before I, I started with Oxford in 2021, but um, you just don't hear a lot about it, uh, but I know it affects a lot of people. So first, kind of what is Lyme disease? How do you get it? Well, as most people know, it is a tick-borne disease. Okay. So this time of year, summer, well, it can be any time of year, depending on what part of right. the country you live in. True. But if you live near, you know, if you camp or hike or, or even, you know, have a yard. Mow lawn. Back, yeah, mow the lawn. <laughs> anything where, you know, there is a possibility of a tick kind yeah. of uh, latching onto you, there's the possibility that it can carry the Lyme disease. Yeah. We, even so. if um, pets... Pets as well. We found one um, when well, we were in our director's meeting. We found one in yes. Tammy's office. Were you yes. there? Yes. Um, and I'm guessing that was from one of the, the doggos. The yeah. Kaz, <laughs> probably. Yes. And uh, I remember once me and Emily, um, we were watching TV in bed. This is when we still lived in Toledo. And um, Emily looks down, and there's a tick in our bed. Oh, that In our bed. That would freak you out. And I'm guessing it came, you know, it could have come from us. Oh. Um, I don't remember if we were hiking that day or whatnot. We go outside, you know, Did to parks a lot. Did she want to pick it up and take it outside? No. Uh, <laughs> that's usually what she would do. If you don't know my wife, yes, she saves all the bugs, all she the does. animals. Um, did I tell you, side note, when we went and we were looking um, at houses a couple weeks ago, we took the day off together to look at, knock out a whole bunch of houses and land and whatnot. Um, and we kept passing turtles on the road. And she made me stop. Every single time we saw a turtle, so she oh, could get she out, move them out of the road? so she could move them out of the road. I love that. You have yes. to save the turtles. We did. Say, we say, I don't know, four or five turtles. turtles that day, <laughs> slamming on the brakes. Yeah, no, it was it was good. But anyway, no, she didn't want me to save that one. Um, but the eerie thing is, like all night long, like every you just felt stuff. Yeah. Just pulling the covers it off. Planted the seed. That little yes. tick. <laughs> it did. So most Lyme disease they feel is associated with the ticks that come up from deer. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's most specifically like they has to do with campers, hikers, okay. or or one well, now the deer are everywhere though. Right. I mean, there's yeah. deer that eat in my front yard. Right. I mean, they're everywhere. So you know those ticks can you know if you're just out in your yard. Right. It's so. crazy how Emily took a picture once at the park and there was a tick just on a piece of grass exactly and that's how you know it doesn't it only takes a second for you to walk through something exactly and they attach they yeah. get right on you yeah um and i i would assume it's not going to take much if they have if they're their carrier of the disease 
it's not like they got to, you know, suck on you for 24 hours. I, I assume as soon as they bite, it, they can transmit that. I would assume so. At least it would start, right. you know, start trans getting into the bloodstream and into the body. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the, uh, are there different kinds of Lyme? I've heard, I've heard um, that people struggle with different things. When it well, it's Lyme. more, to my knowledge, it's more based on, at least here at, at the Oxford Center, it's more based on how they present to us. So okay. um, a more, I don't want to say typical, but okay. most, most of the time they present with, um, it can vary, of course, uh, fatigue, extreme fatigue, yeah. uh, brain fog. And this is, most people with Lyme have been dealing with this for a while. Right. So muscle aches, um, just uh, their capacity to live their life. Like most of them will say they just, they lost their life they can't yeah. they just can't function they can't no energy they can't move they ache they can't think um so it, it can present again in in many different ways right. that's hmm. the most typical way that people come to us but we've also had presentations where we had a woman who had a lot of involvement in her chest which was in her lungs oh wow which was um that was a pretty that was a new experience for me to be working with her here um she actually did amazing with hyperbarics. Uh, she had tried all the traditional yeah. Lyme therapies and some, you know, alternative holistic mm -hmm. methods as well. And then she heard about hyperbarics. And so we were watching to see how she would do too. I think she yeah. did probably a total of about 60, but started out with 40. Okay. And her husband, you know, came with her initially and we were all watching to see, and she had so much improvement. I love it. I don't want to veer off the track though of Lyme presentations, right. but anyway, that was one of the presentations right. Right. was with that lung. And another one we see quite a bit of is a neurological Lyme presentation with, it can appear like sometimes they don't know whether it's Parkinson's or MS or wow. Gehrig's disease. They get just, uh, it, the neurological symptoms can be extreme, like loss of kind of weakness and right. extremities. Um, hypertonia or hypotonia, um, sometimes even speech, changes in speech, like what happened with a stroke. So it's, it's, um, it's a very challenging thing to, that's the word, right. to, you know, to diagnose. And yeah. sometimes they just have to kind of eliminate other um, right. diagnoses and, and especially, but if come they're, to a, it, come to a conclusion. Yeah. But if they, there was a, Typically, there's a bullet rash okay. uh, that develops around the area of the tick. Okay. So if somebody has that development of that rash, that's like one a of the bullseye first, or a bullseye. Okay, a bullseye. So bullseye, you have bullseye rash. Um, yeah. Like red on the outside, white yep. in the center, yep. or is it vice? Is no, it it's usually red split. on the outside, white in the center. Interesting. So if Not somebody every, gets bit by a tick and they they have yeah. this, yeah, that's then, a good indication. And they start having symptoms, and that's. Wow. Most likely, that's what the what's going on. It's crazy how small this thing is. Yeah, ticks tiny, are really small, tiny. and that they can completely debilitate people. Yes, uh, for a long time. For I've, a long, long time. I've not had any direct friends that have ever that we know of, you know, had Lyme. But I've I've heard of people, you know, family members of friends and whatnot, that said it took them years to figure out what was truly wrong with them. Exactly. Um, and that's probably why the the behind the testing on testing is very difficult to test for Lyme. Mm -hmm. I know that. It is. Um, so if you don't have a test um, that is consistent enough, probably the process of elimination 
you know, of ruling mm -hmm. other thing, other mm -hmm. disorders or diseases or conditions out and coming to the conclusion that it's Lyme, that's tough. Exactly, it is tough. And that it's frust very frustrating for the, the patient or the client, right. you know, because they, they just don't feel good and they don't know what's going on. But not everyone, I want to reinforce to you that not right. everyone has that bullseye rash. Oh, interesting. Of yeah. Of course not. Of course not, right? <laughs> Um, but if they do have it and they do develop symptoms, then it's a pretty clear indication, indication yeah. that it, it was a tick. Right. But many, some people don't have, oh. and some people develop, you know, symptoms down the road. It right. doesn't always happen immediately. They'll just start feeling worse and worse and worse and worse. And, right. Um, Interesting. Kind of, yes. So um, I know that there's been summers here that we've just filled our chambers you know, which is our hyperbaric oxygen chambers, yes. um, full of Lyme patients. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about how we treat and how hyperbaric oxygen therapy works specifically for Lyme. Okay. Well, specifically for Lyme, well, a hyperbaric does so many things. Right. Um, for Lyme, one of the things hyperbarics does is it causes the pathogens to die off. Interesting. So, okay. so the Lyme typically has co-infections. Um, of typically Babesia, sometimes other co-infections as well. So those are typically bacterial or viral. So the pathogens cannot continue to live in the hyper-oxygenated environment of hyperbarics. So there's a die-off. And um, they've researched that in Lyme, they're tends to be most of the time a biofilm around the organism. So huh. most antibiotics, it's very, very, that's one of the reasons it's so hard to treat Lyme, even with traditional medical therapies of antibiotics and um, anti, you know, all the drugs that they right. use for the, for the Lyme. Um, and hyperbarics penetrates through the biofilm so they can actually get the oxygen into the organism. Interesting. Yeah. I so know there's a decent amount of research yeah, on Lyme and hyperbarics. There, there definitely is. Wow. So that's, and where other therapies cannot penetrate that, um, hyperbaric seems to be the thing that gets in and really right. starts eradicating the organisms, the co-infection that can happen. And, and also, that's one of the main ways that it helps, right. but also with Lyme, there's typically so much inflammation throughout right. the body, and one of the biggest things that hyperbarics does is brings down inflammation systemically, as well as always the oxygenation um, of the entire body, the tissues, repairs, da right. any damaged tissue, and anything that's happened in the body will be repaired with the right. oxygen, grows new blood vessels, capillaries, so for neurolime, it, it definitely can oxygenate the brain as well, well for anyone. But right. with neurolime, it bathes that nervous system and the oxygen oxygenates the brain. Can any and actually regenerate neurons too wow. as well? So um, in a nutshell, let me try to get this for the common person. Um, yeah. We know what hyperbarics does is it forces oxygen even into, into your plasma. The plasma, yes. Um, so since we put um, you under pressure, 100% medical grade oxygen. It has enough uh, ability and force to get into the cell guard, essentially. Yeah. Is, do I have that right? It penetrates through there. 
Interesting. Whereas mm -hmm. traditional medicine, a lot of times, struggles with that. Well, the, the the traditional medical therapies, you know, the prescriptions, they can't always get can't penetrate through that. Right. That makes sense. Now, when treating Lyme, um, do you have patients? You know, do you have patients that just do hyperbarics? Do you have patients that, <clears throat> pardon me, combine hyperbarics with prescriptions or whatever they, you know, whatever their traditional medicine does? Or what is your recommendation or thoughts on that? Well, we have, you know, our patients, some of them have tried all the more. Now there's Lyme literate doctors out right. there. So um, most of our clients either have gone to one or are looking for one right. with, who have that specialty in Lyme. So most of them have gone through the more traditional Lyme okay. therapies, which and for some of, and some of those doctors do include um, the supplements and Got it. Um, other support as well, other than just medicinals or right. prescription. Um, so we have we have a bulk of our people have had you know that kind of some kind of more traditional Lyme therapy, and it's just not enough. Right. Uh, some of them start to feel better, but right. they can't sustain it, or they just can't. It's just not enough. Right. So you need that so, that oxygen to, to break through things and then yeah. give your body the ability to heal itself. Yeah. It awesome. supports the body and healing itself. It also will improve the efficacy, the effectiveness, so to right. speak, of any any traditional um, medication that they're on or or supplements because it actually drives it a deeper into the tissue. It improves the efficiency of any medication okay. or supplements that someone is taking. Right. So that that helps as well. And addition. we treat a lot of conditions like that. Yes, we do. You know, especially um, yeah. like cancer and things like that. Mm -hmm. Conditions that we're not necessarily hyperbarics is, is a good supplement to traditional medicine. De definitely. So this Most is definitely. this is one of those other types of conditions. It, it is. And then we'll have some people with Lyme who've just gone the um, complete um, holistic route right. and they may have a um, naturopathic doctor okay. or um, a nutritional therapy practitioner or some type of nutritional um, practitioner or a functional okay. medicine doctor. Okay. So they may be more doing the more holistic approach, but they still need the oxygen. They right. need, still need the hyperbaric. Because right. like you said earlier, there's a lot of supportive research right. uh, for the benefits, all the benefits of hyperbaric oxygen with Lyme disease and the co-infections of Lyme disease. Awesome, that's yeah. very cool. Now one thing I remember, um, I, I don't remember what you I was talking with, uh, I know the research in, in hyperbarics usually kind of the bar is 40 sessions. Yes. Um, and, and that goes, because that's where researchers have built around from the scientific side of things. Mm -hmm. Lyme, I have heard, yeah. takes more in a lot of cases. Um, yeah, it typically does, not always. But we have found just with the number of Lyme, we've treated so many Lyme, yeah. people with Lyme disease, that they have improvement by 40, right. but it doesn't seem to be quite enough. Hasn't knocked we, it out. It hasn't completely Eradicated. knocked it out. But the, <laughs> the biggest thing that, so so we go we go further. Right. Um, and we found just from our own experience that people with Lyme disease do better if they add the extra 20. So we'll do a couple weeks of five times a week and then we start a taper with them. This oh, is something okay. we found out ourselves as we did it. Right. People with Lyme disease don't typically do as well just completely coming to a stop. We're done, right. okay, we're done at 40. We found through experience that if we start to taper them from five times a week, then four times a week, then three, two, one, right. and taper it like that, then our bodies can kind of adjust right. to the change. Hmm. 
we need to get Fred on this, right, so in a research article. So that's something that we have found almost across the board with Lyme, that they do better when we kind of wean, we wean right. them. We wean like an them. antibiotic. Exactly. You know, you have antibiotics, you always, you know, you start off strong and then exactly. you have to, to wean off of exactly. a lot like of them. like a taper, and you do yeah. that with a, a prednisone pack, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember taper. prednisone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I had asthma growing up, and I was always in prednisone yeah. every summer. Um, so what other, so hyperbarics, we know that we're very successful at treating Lyme from that perspective. Mm -hmm. I know that we've learned a lot through the years um, and been able to develop other therapies mm -hmm. um, or bring on therapists that also treat Lyme. What, mm -hmm. what else do we have to offer from Oxford's standpoint to help with Lyme? One thing before we leave hyperbarics, though, I have okay, to say. Okay, got it. it. Let's do I it. Because I heard this from several different people, all kind of individually, um, that um, hyperbarics... Um, got say like I got my life back. I right. finally got my life back. Some people having dealt with it for four to five years, oh. even more, and just just couldn't even function. Right. We had attorneys who couldn't even do their job anymore. I mean, right. these are you know some of these just highly trained and professional people couldn't even function. Right. And so they, but that was across the board, kind of from all different people with all different presentations of Lyme. Right. Is I finally got my life back. So that's that yeah. was, that's amazing. I've um, I, I was doing the that. radio commercials because, um, and a lot of times for radios, I like to do um, commercials. I like to do testimonial, and we have lots of snippets yeah. of people we've interviewed through the years, mm -hmm. and I listened to several. And um, when you say I got my life back. When I say that, that's great. But when you hear it from a person that says, oh, who said I, it? I can do yeah. the things that I'm supposed to do, you mm -hmm. know, I, that I haven't been able to, to function, you know, with for the last however many years. That's exactly. powerful. It, it is, is very powerful. Some of them athletes. Yeah. Um, you know, just they had to, they lost their life basically for this right. whole time trying and trying to get better. It's got to be discouraging also um, and rewarding. Um, discouraging that it takes so long to diagnose. Um, right. And it could be years before you really have, um, you know, an actual diagnosis for it. Mm -hmm. And it's got to be so relieving when you find something that works. Yes. Um, that, that, that's life-changing. It is life-changing, awesome. most definitely. So anyway, okay. So we can hit line from multiple <laughs> angles, which is yes. how we work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. we don't just do ABA. We do speech, OT, PT, neurofeedback, whatever. Mm -hmm. we, we, we like to combine therapies and hit, give everything we have to a condition. What else do we have for Lyme uh, to supplement, you know, hyperbarics? So we have a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Mm -hmm. So she um, is an excellent person to kind of give them the support they need for their body okay. um, in dealing with Lyme and also, um, you know, whatever they need to fill in the gaps that Got haven't, it. you know, that haven't quite occurred. Because some people come with a more traditional approach. So mm -hmm. if they've coming from that, there's a lot that, that can be done with supplements and right. just supporting the body and the toll that it takes on the body right. and also supporting the eradication of the Lyme as well. So we do have we do have Nicole here. Got it. And I think you're going to talk to her further. Probably. About her we'll probably bring her. I've brought yeah, her on several her times. She's to fun. Lyme <laughs> disease. So um, that's a very important aspect of yeah. it too, keeping their, you know, the nutrition up and the body functioning as optimally as it can. Right. So right. she can help with that. Yep. Now, one thing I was thinking about when you said neurological, as I know 
neurofeedback therapy mm -hmm. is a part of like our Alzheimer's pro protocol, Parkinson's, mm -hmm. stroke. Mm -hmm. it, can they utilize, so they're in hyperbarics, maybe doing nutrition, can they utilize neurofeedback for if they have a neurological case of Lyme, it's affecting them you know, from a neurological standpoint? Most definitely. We would start, of course, with a QEEG, the okay. quantitative Makes EEG, sense. and we're just going to see what's happening with our brain. Um, that's going to give us a lot of right. um, information about can we help them with neurofeedback. Right. Sometimes that's how we start, by just getting that information of what's right. happening in their brain. Where's the hypoactivity? Where's the hyperactivity? Is there a right. disconnect from posterior to anterior? You know, what's going on with the different... The amygdala, the different parts of the right, brain. Right. So, and then, um, then they will typically talk to them about how neurofeedback might help them specifically based on what's happening with their brain. So, right. definitely, neurofeedback can help in cases, in specific cases of um, neurological presentation of Lyme. Oh, interesting. Because the brain has been affected. It makes sense. Yeah. It really does. Um, so, tell me, we, you've mentioned a couple times. Uh, uh, couple people that you think about when you're treating Lyme. And you, I remember you telling me the other day that we literally had, we were running full time on Lyme at one point. We were. Um, and usually every summer that, that we have a huge influx. We have a lot more chambers now, so. Yes. Uh, when we had three chambers, they're always full. Now we have eight here, yes, three in Troy. Yeah. Uh, so um, talk to me about some of the success stories that really hit you, that really meant a lot to you. Well, one of them was that I mentioned before, the one with the respiratory, because she oh, okay. was very, very, um, very, very sick. I mean, yeah. she had a very severe case, and the doctors, you know, they just couldn't, they just couldn't get it. Yeah. They couldn't, she was still having hard trouble breathing, and she had small children, and so that was one that really, I was watching to see how hyperbarics would, would work, what, right. would I, what, you know, what could it do for her, right. and it was amazing. She improved completely. Her lungs healed. Um, the doctors were amazed. She yeah. was amazed. Every her husband was happy. <laughs> so, I love it. And then, so that yeah, this is the one I was telling you about. So, yeah. they had um, this woman had her children at a, a little school, yeah. and so she told um, was talking to the other mo the other moms there of right. the kiddos at school when they dropped the kiddos off for school, and several of those. Um, moms had been dealing with Lyme Interesting. or had family members who were dealing right. with Lyme or and or children so at one point we had them you know they told each other <laughs> by word of mouth it just kept you right. know I was amazed that they all knew each other and then they told their friends and about how many people were affected by Lyme and then right. how they all you know how it started and grew by word of mouth and how they all had I love it. such amazing results we had a, a whole you know a family treating a mom and her three children and they came and did the, you know, I think I they did it. at least 60 and yeah. they're doing well today and they all benefited so much from it. Awesome. And they did their research before they came. Yeah, but we so, provide research. Yeah, we provide know? research, but they had already, you know, done a lot prior. Yeah. So, um, so those are the ones that okay. really stick out in me. Um, the whole family it. and Yep. And the respiratory presentation. And then just we had a lady who came for, gosh, she must have come for I don't know how many, probably 80 or, or more. Well, she did, she would get wow. better. She got better after 60. But then she, you know, then she went for a while. And right. she did a little bit of maintenance, like a couple times a month or once a week. But then, you know, she 
um, it was noticed a little bit of decline, and then she came back and she improved. Right. And so she just found that hyperbarics for her, it just really kept her going and gave Love her it. that quality of life. She was able to go back to work. And that's amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's so so amazing. Right. And so I don't it, think people think about how debilitating this can be oh, and it how can much be it can so change your life. So debilitating. Um, so. Well, hey, yeah. thank you so much for You're being welcome. on. I yeah. love talking to you about these <laughs> intense medical conditions and, and helping people. <laughs> um, uh, so thank you very much for watching our episode of Talk Talks this week. If you are interested in learning more about Lyme and you're struggling, um, just call call us at the Oxford Center. We offer a, what we call a discovery session. There is no, um, there's no fee for this. You sit down with one of our nurses or medical staff members and they'll collect a medical history and figure out you know, goals and, uh, and whatnot, and then they'll write you know, a protocol for um, what services we think we might be able to help with. So um, again, um, thank you very much for joining us. Please like, share, comment, um, and we'll see everyone next week.